Okay, uh, welcome to Mr. Dodger's Neighborhood. Today we're not going to do a lot of silly talking because we wanted to have uh, today's podcast dedicated to Vin Scully, his passing, recent passing. Uh, I think that we owe him a tribute on our podcast since we talk about the Dodgers all the time. It wouldn't be right for hardcore Dodger fans not to acknowledge his contributions and our sad loss. Wouldn't you agree, Loxy? I was devastated. I mean, I was, I mean, he's 94, I know. He had a really good life, and God love him, but the voice of my springs and summers since I can remember remembering or hearing a baseball game. Yeah. You know, you think about somebody that was that energetic and lively all the way to the end of his career. I think that's what makes it particularly sad. I mean, if you saw that he was, you know, losing it a little bit is, you know, but he was so healthy when he was in the White House receiving his the congressional. congressional award. Yeah. He was standing next to Bruce Springsteen and they were both really slim and healthy. And I was thinking, God, this guy, man, I want to be him. You know, I yeah. want to be like that in my life. Uh, he was just he was just perfect, you know, in so many different ways. I think about Vince Scully, the things that impressed me about him is, is number one is, is that that guy was doing what he did way before you and I were born. And we're not exactly, you know, teenagers anymore, right? Yeah. You know, know, I mean, I think it was like 1950 or right around there. I mean, he was in Brooklyn as an announcer, and he continued all the way up until, I don't know what year it was that he stopped. 2016, I was there at the last game. Okay. You know, and and there aren't many people that do that anymore where they put in that many years. 67 years. It's incredible. You know, and, and... I guess it brings home the thought that some people work because they just enjoy it. It had nothing to do with money, I'm sure. You know, it was it was his love, his passion, and he just kept doing it. You know, and for those of us who like what we're, we're doing, you know, being told all the time, oh, you ought to retire. I mean, that guy could have retired a long time ago. No, he uh, loved it. He loved the Dodgers. He loved the game. He, the way he would tell stories, I mean, I could be cooking dinner and he'd, tell a story and then go back to whatever happened in the play or the swing and a miss or, you know, uh, what did he used to say? There's a little never, all that. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it, it just, it was effortless. It was effortless. It was an art. It's funny when you say about the stories, I didn't think about this until you just said this, but baseball is about sitting back, relaxing, talking like we do when we go to the games. Right. I mean, at least the first six, seven innings, I mean, you're basically chatting you're eating you're enjoying the time and it's those last few innings where it gets exciting and you start you know really getting to the edge of your seats but he would be there as if he's sitting next to you right exactly yeah he like talked to just you yeah or just me i you know i felt like he was just talking to me he's so polished i i think that and you said this over lunch today that because I, I i i have to believe it's true is is that he's the longest lasting announcer for any team any you one know, team yeah. any one team yeah you know in, in, i always refer to chicago when i'm talking about baseball but we had harry carey and harry carey came from st louis i believe he was in the white Sox for several years then he went to the cubs where he became an iconic figure and everybody in the country knew harry carey but his career span pales in comparison with uh vince scully you know and i i, I just wonder if there's anybody that even comes close to the number of years he clocked in you know what I mean? I don't think it could ever. I don't think it ever, can ever be replicated either. 
just the, the times are different, and you know, now you've got two or three to a to a booth, and you know they're they're calling the game or whatever. There's, it's just different. It, it's yeah. He it's it's because people are different too. He was he was somebody from that greatest generation, and you know, so likable, so genteel. Uh, class act professional and everything and it's very very hard to find people like that anymore he was very smart too he said that somebody asked him if he ever why he never said what political affiliation he was and he said well i never shared that because i'd lose half my audience (laughs) i mean it was just so him you know what i mean and he was just genuine You, you didn't there was no agenda there he was like Stephanie, our Stephanie put it really well yesterday. She said it was L.A.'s grandpa. Yeah. You know what I really loved was when you go to the games and, you know, before the game started, he would pop up on the big screen and he would kind of introduce you to what was going on. He talked about the game before, yeah. you know, the, the winning or losing streak that the Dodgers were involved in and who, what was going to happen in this game, who the pitchers were and, and all that. I, I just love that, man. I, I really miss that when, I, when I'm at the park. Yeah. Yeah, well, we used to take our radios with us because you couldn't hear them unless you had your radio. And there was another quote somebody said that you didn't believe what was happening on the field until Vin Scully told you that it happened. <laughs> and he, he would, he, the background, he'd get on something like, say, if the, the background of the pitcher or the the player, even if it was for an, from another team, he would know where they came from, what his parents did, who they were, what how many siblings they had, or... I remember, like, on 4th of July, I'd be watching it or some Memorial Day, and he'd have some kind of stories about a veteran or different parts of history. I mean, it was all up here. He didn't – I don't think he really used a whole lot of notes. And before computers, yeah, you know, he had nothing but just his, his mind and his gift of prose. He was amazing. He, he was obviously a class reporter too he did his homework before each and every game to be able to do that he was a treasure okay so what we thought we would do today is talk about some of his famous quotes these are vin scully quotes and see if we can make sense out of some of them and then at the end you could add a quote that you you were talking about earlier and i'll add a quote that i recently heard him uh, of him okay the first one is losing feels worse than winning feels good what does that mean to you that when you lose it's a it's a more intense Emotion. Okay. I, I think it probably sticks with you more than if it's a big, big loss than if it's, you know, winning is great. But the next day you go on with your stuff. But the next day if you're losing, you're like, dang, I, you know. Yeah. I, I think about my short athletic career when I was a kid. I think every athlete could tell you that they have nightmares still. It's all the way up to the day they die of that one mistake they made in whatever sport they're playing, you know. It just haunts you. Where winning is a passing thing. And if you're a professional athlete, you know, it feels good for a little while, but then you've got spring training coming up and you're right up to the next one and yep. stuff. I don't remember many of the wins that I had as a wrestler in high school, but I, I remember every time that I lost, man, it burns, it burns you, you know. I can say the same thing about uh, being a trial attorney. Right. You know, you win a, you know if, if you win a lot, that's great, but I honestly don't remember the details of a lot of the ones that have been the big bad ones. But the few that I've lost, oh, man, I think that's true. Okay, so the second one is it's easier to pick off a fast runner than to pick off a lazy runner. That one is very perplexing. What do you think that means? Gosh, that is. 
I thought maybe what that is is that this is, might be a common sense thing is that the fast runner is taking a further more distance away from the bag to get to second base where the lazy runner is is you know uh, not taking chances sticking close to the safe zone maybe a little more unpredictable yeah yeah maybe you know where you know that the fast runner is going to be pouring it on where the okay your senses are quicker to pick it off pick him off the fast okay okay third one is good is not good when better is expected because it's not the best you want to do he always wanted you to do your best yeah i think he's talking about uh being mediocre you know and good's not good you know uh seldom is good is seldom not good in competition uh you've got to do what's what's expected you got to be better so okay and the the last one that was pre-given to me by, by uh our producer uh it's a mere moment in a man's life between the all-star game and the old-timers game life is fleeting <laughs> live it to the fullest because well we know <laughs> yeah well i i think also this one here is is when you study sports and baseball actually i think has a long lifespan for athletes we get athletes that play for 20 years right some yeah. pitchers and stuff but in other sports you know that window of opportunity for you to make money and to you know be big in the sport you know is is quite a bit different than uh, than life you know i could be in my profession all my life you know but an athlete's time is very very short you know and stuff so all-star game and the old timers game i guess i'm not in the old timers game yet am i no not yet oh, okay good good to, know. <laughs> <laughs> good to know okay all right so you brought it you thought of a quote uh something I, he said gibson hits the home run he's hurt both legs he's hobbling a walk-off a walk-off it home was run. a walk-off and look who's coming up In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. The enthusiasm, it was like, it, it was crazy. He's, he was just amazing, and I just, oh, I just loved him. Yeah. There was somebody that was uh, interviewing him, you know, and they're like, uh, so it, it was kind of, it was a soft question about hey you're getting old you know how much more time do you have here on this earth do you think about it yeah. you know what are your plans it was after he had retired and he said uh if you want to make god smile tell him your plans you know and i thought that was <sighs> cool he he was so quick-witted even all the way to the end just off the tongue and it was like there were never any faux pas or mess-ups that i could ever hear it was just a gift i just god i just loved him I've been missing his voice now since, you know, since that last game. Well, I'm glad that we got to talk about this, you know, in case any of our fans are also hardcore Dodger fans and they want to hear a little bit about Vince I know who you are. <laughs> Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. I'll miss our time together more than I can say.